This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to be. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Saturday afternoons, usually 3 to 6. Today is 3 to 5.30 because we are going to make room for basketball, but we are going to get it all in. And if you missed the first hour or you can't listen to the whole show, I always post the podcast, courtesy of WSB, which I appreciate, usually Monday or Tuesday. But Binkley, my producer here, helps me put that up as well as other stuff that we do, additional podcasts that you're not going to hear on the air. How can people get to that, Binkley? They can go to PropagandaReportDaily.com, and there's an apple on the right. And click on that apple, subscribe on iTunes, or subscribe on Google Play. That's awesome. And the next podcast I put up is not going to be of this show or even the show we do, which is called Propaganda Report, but it's a show I did as a guest on Rogue Money. And it was really a fun and interesting, totally outside my comfort zone kind of uh, interview. So if you want to know a little bit more about how I think about maybe metaphysical issues, then uh, feel free to listen to that, which is also going to be on PropagandaReportDaily.com. Uh, over the next day or two. So what we are talking about right now, though, is that there have been town hall protests. They're calling it the Tea Party of the left. Uh, We can quibble about whether it comes up from the bottom or down from the top. I don't know. But one of their main goals, or like they only seem to have two stated goals, which is to, besides disrupt, is to stop the repeal of Obamacare and to have an investigation, not into the election per se, but into Russian interference into the election. And that's a flag for me because I've seen a statistical analysis of like the polls and exit polls and how, you know, maybe there were some anomalies in the voting, whether it was um, about Hillary or about Trump. I don't know. But unless they're actually calling for a real uh, overall um, investigation into the election, just looking into the Russian part, you know, that kind of seems weird. But the Obamacare thing, what frustrates me is I, I feel like they might be playing into the GOP's hands because I've never really thought that the GOP wanted to rep- wanted to really restore freedom to the health care market. And, and a big tell on that is they want to repeal and replace Obamacare. Replacing Obamacare with a federal... Uh, rule law on health care is a violation of the Tenth Amendment. It's been adjudicated many times, or at least uh, dispositively, as they say. It's like a crystal clear the Tenth Amendment reserves what they call the police powers to the state. That's health, welfare, education, everything. So Obamacare is a violation of the Tenth Amendment straight up. And the GOP does not want to admit that. They also came out saying we are batting back the transgender bathroom issue that Obama uh, ruled on, basically, from his perch as former king, because we think it's it's a state's rights issue. And that does fall into health, safety, all that regulation. That should all be state's rights stuff. Yet, at the same time, Sean Spicer, the press secretary, suggested that that Trump and Jeff Sessions would uh, probably increase enforcement against recreational marijuana laws, even in states that passed laws allowing it. 
Now, I don't know how that'll turn out. I At the same time, I saw that they rescinded Obama's mandate to return prisons to the public domain, to get rid of private prisons, which, as a libertarian, I like private everything. But the private prison system actually knew somebody inside that, uh, the business of that, who said that bribing judges and legislators and lobbying them to extend prison sentencing, to extend mandatory sentencing, to make um, nonviolent crimes um, incarceratable, if that's a word, was part of their business. And to me, that's just, uh, you know, it's the a level of immorality I can't stomach at all. So I don't like that incentive. Anything where the government is mandating the revenue, anything like healthcare or prisons or anything where the government demands that you spend money, but a private organization is the one that gets the money. To me, that sets up a level of incentive in the private sector to keep bad laws in place, to keep money wasted uh, for cronyism. It's just it's what they call a moral hazard. It's it's tempting bad action. I do not like it. But I'm I'm going to keep my eyes open on this administration. My my new catchphrase is to return always to the principles, and I do uh i feel like the 10th amendment is is the most important thing to me these protesters should be embracing the 10th amendment instead of looking for a coup or wanting to have like some kind of world governance to control our president they should light they should want their states to have control again but that doesn't work on the left because if you're going to have real socialism like east berlin you have to have a wall to keep people in otherwise your productive members of society flee so you can't push down to local levels of government. You have to always have bigger. That's why communism is international and fascism is national because fascism captures, you know, there's room for people in the private sector to capture some of that largesse, some of that cronyism. But with socialism, you can never push down. The Tenth Amendment is the enemy of socialism. And that's one of the reasons I love it. So do we have any any uh, tweets or anything, Binkley? Any Anything you want to read? Yeah, Proud Truther says that they're afraid of the pitchforks. Louis Gohmert evoked Arizona Republican or Rep. Gabby Gifford to cancel town halls as Arizona rolls out SB 1142. SB 1142? Yeah, it's a bill that will threaten to take away the house of people who help plan protests that turn uh, violent. Yes, I did see a few places, North Dakota, Michigan... Virginia, I think. Um, I saw that of Arizona was starting to. I think none of them have actually passed, but it's a very bad precedent. And if you're on the right, like a GOP or whatever, you don't want to allow that stuff because when the the pendulum's going to swing back, the Democratic Party is not dead. You don't want that. And they're also, I think, investigating people. They're arresting people and then um, cataloging their Facebook posts and stuff like that. Like they're using the surveillance state to pigeonhole protesters. I actually think that's what cop cameras are really for. The facial recognition, if they just go to a protest, they can look at the people with their cameras and get data on, you know, put you in a basket. <laughs> so I think that's what that is. Uh, anything else? Yeah, Marty says in reference to the the protest, that, uh, not buying it. I was there in February of 2009 at the first Tea Party, and no one told us what to do. It was a, it was a visceral response. Yes, I, I, that was my feeling as well. Um, I, I did not feel like the Tea Party was AstroTurf. I think they were scared. They were running scared. I think it got co-opted later, but I agree with that. Okay, um, I'm going to take some calls. I'm going to go to David and Chambly. Hi, David. You're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. Um, yeah, I was um, 
thinking that, you know, when the Tea Party protests happened, it came out of the blue. And the problem that the left has here is that they're not focused because protesting, the only thing, you know, it's supposed to be like the last resort. And the only thing it really does is to draw attention. And since they haven't been focused in the, in what they're trying to draw attention to, it just draws attention to a pro, the fact that people are unhappy and protesting, but it doesn't draw attention to their, like in the Tea Party, it was about specifically Obamacare. Now, I realize they've kind of figured this out and started to make it about Obamacare, but it's a little late because they've already had the Women's March and the Immigrants March and the all these other things going on. So it's a... Uh, it's more muddled and confused. So it made me think, um, now this isn't really what I believe, but what if the Russians were behind both? They, on the one hand, they hacked into the DNC and let that out to sway the election. And then on the other hand, they're behind the protests because their plot is if the, uh, the people that wanted Trump to win can't say that the Russians were behind the election because that's like, you know, that goes against their thing. And then the people behind the protests couldn't admit that the Russians were behind the protest because they're saying that the Russians were behind Trump. So it's kind of like a perfect situation for the Russians, because if they wanted to turn Trump into an all powerful person, because on the one hand, they get him elected and then they cause all this resistance allowing him to pass laws to crack down on protests and well that's, you know, that's a shame. i don't buy into the russian thing i think that's uh, a red herring i don't i don't believe it i think that is diverting these people from maybe there was some funny business in the election i do not think it has to do with the the russians but um but something you said earlier was interesting about it, it really was about obamacare and uh this document indivisibleguide.com that document says that the Tea Party wasn't about any policy. It was simply about stopping Obama from doing anything he wanted to do, which was not true. I mean, I saw the, the Tea Party started. I just tweeted out a video of uh, Rick Santelli kind of launching the Tea Party about TARP. It was about the bailouts. It was about paying for people's mortgages. Um who were profligate in their spending. And then, but I remember it as really taking off that people were desperate. Americans never wanted socialized medicine. It has been a something the left has been trying for for decades and decades and decades. We've never wanted it. And that is what people got off the couch. That's what got me off the couch. I was on the thousand years plan. I'm an anarcho-capitalist. I, don't, I think this government has gone beyond salvation it's a pathocracy but i could you know opposite of what we want against our interests but i could not sit by and and subject my children to the horrible consequences of truly socialized medicine when you know that's their lives i i had to get off the couch so i think that it was about that and i think they're depicting us wrong but i think this is about disruption it's not really about policy I, uh, I've got lots more calls for a four four eight seven two zero seven fifty. You could tweet at me at Monica Perez show. Um, be right back. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. 57 and sunny outside the studio. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. We are talking about the town hall protests and are they really like the Tea Party? What are they all about? 
Where are they going to head? I'm going to take your calls, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Going to Mike and coming. Hi, Mike. You're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. I was listening to the radio the other night about one of the uh, Obamacare protests that were for it, and a woman got up there and said before Obamacare she paid $400 a month for a premium, but now she pays a dollar. (laughs) Well, if that is true, who does she think is paying for that? Right. I am. And, and, And I know that it's probably a lie because of the fact that before Obamacare, my wife who was, is above 55 years old, I paid $250 a month for a really nice uh, policy. Now I've got a $14,000 deductible. That's not insurance. Dude, the deductibles are ridiculous, and, and they fold so many things. If you're going to have a deductible like that, then what you want is like almost free insurance, just catastrophic care. They Which, should pick me up in a limo. You can't even have it. But here's the just I want to say two things about that. One is that, to me, first of all, it's regressive. Those are, these are the two things. It's regressive. So the, the people who pay less now than they did before, it, it was like older people who have more money are paying less for more insurance. And younger people who have no money... You know, the wealth gap is, is oftentimes an age gap who don't need insurance. They know they don't need insurance. They didn't get insurance. Now they're paying the, the $399. Well, I'm middle class self-employed. I make enough money that I'm right over the threshold for getting the decent uh, subsidy from Obamacare. Oh, yeah. It's always the way. Yeah. And the problem is, even if, if you get an Obamacare uh, health plan, you can call your doctor. They don't take it. They don't take it. They don't take it. Everyone you call is the same thing. And yeah. uh, I had my cardiologist just tell me up front that if you got it off the Obamacare website, we don't take it. Wow. Well, that, I mean, that's got to change. That is not sustainable. But I have to say, I always go back to the fundamentals. Like somebody says something like that, it upsets me. Because it's it, like you introduced the call with, who's paying for that? Somebody else. And for me, that's a fundamentally immoral position. And yet uh, many people come out uh, like immorally righteous over it. They're, they're self-righteous about it. And I just can't get my mind around that. If, if, they, if it is charity that you need, I would say you have to say, please. I mean, I know that sounds crazy, but that's the difference between individualism and collectivism. I don't believe... Uh, that the collective can take from the individual, and it always comes down to the principle, which is why I don't want to repeal and replace. I just want to repeal it. 800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Look, just put your little hand back in the cash register and give me my $2.75 back, please, Brad. Monica Perez, on News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. I actually had to stop calling Binkley Brad because of that drop, which I think is so funny. It's from <laughs> Fast Times at Ridgemont High. It like, defines my youth, I guess. I don't know. I couldn't really relate to it, but it's uh, iconic, and I just think it's hilarious. So, Binkley. Yes. I am... Uh, so we're talking about these town hall protests, and you were really on top of this, Uh from 
the start, because you really key into, see, I cannot tolerate watching, I can barely tolerate watching news from the right, but I can, I really cannot tolerate watching news from the left. So I can't, I can't keep up on it. It's like half of my, you know, I have blinders on and I'm not alone. Like I'm not even, I'm a libertarian. I'm not even a Republican. And I can't, I can't always watch both sides. I'm sure people who are uh, uh, down the party line can't stand it either. So we're not always uh, abreast of all these uh, new developments, but you are. It's like putting cigarettes out on your arm. It burns bad really first, but pretty soon you don't feel anything. Uh, you know, <laughs> I have actually experienced that. <laughs> but I, have a, I used to be a smoker, and you get, you get burned. I, I wouldn't say I put it out on my arm. <laughs> but um, so I don't recommend that. I don't recommend numbing yourself <laughs> to the horrors of left-wing <laughs> news but you can keep us from having to watch it ourselves by keeping us apprised of what's going on. So you were way ahead of this indivisible thing. You want to give us one? I want to get to calls. I've got Steve and Alan. Hold on a sec. Um, and I want to get to tweets at Monica Perez show. But can you give us like one little nugget of like the significance of this or where you think it's going or maybe, you know, what you're watching out for? I think that it's globalists on the left who are manipulating all of these people just to increase their own political power. And I think they're just going to try to continue the chaos. It's divide and conquer. Yeah, I, I sent you a couple of articles that said, use the exact same word, which was Trump is the Ipecac syrup of the globalists or something. I don't know what, where Ipecac is, if you have kids, you'll know. Yeah, if they swallow poison, you have to give them Ipecac because it makes them throw up. So <laughs> if, so if, like we have speculated that, you know, before Trump was elected, the march towards globalism was crystal clear and nothing was going to stop it, in my opinion. I couldn't see any possibility because we tried so hard to stop Obamacare, which was the last straw, and we couldn't, even though we had the majority on our side, we're totally activated. We just couldn't. I mean, that's when I started not believing in elections or any of that. And now, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Trump, with, like, no money and treated totally differently by the media from, like, how Ron Paul was treated. So he was, like, virtually empowered by the media, even though they acted like they weren't. They were. So the, the question is, was it really a death blow to the globalists or at least, you know, a, a tough shot or is it playing into their hands because what will happen is all the people like in Europe, their elections coming up, are they so terrified? They're, they're te from birth. It's just drilled into their heads. Nazis, Nazis, Nazis. Like they're bad. The reason we need communism is because otherwise we'll get Nazis. <laughs> so if they were getting sick of it and now all of a sudden they're like, oh, my gosh, as soon as we lost the hold of communism you know, or globalism, because communism is international. Fascism is national. As soon as you lose hold of that communist internationalism, uh, the, the fascist nationalists take over and maybe they will just like vomit that out. And then you'll see this resurgence in support and strength for the European Union coming up. I mean, that is possible. So anyway, that I do think that what your read on this might uh, might bear out. How are you going to can you keep us uh, you've done like man on street stuff. You think you can do some man on street stuff in some of these protests coming up or you think they'll they'll out you because of the mic? Well, <laughs> you're you got to get a hidden mic. As I think you should use the same techniques they recommend in the Indivisible Guide. So get a hidden mic and camera and 
perhaps I'll dress like a woman and oh be, be a tranny because they will accept me un, without question. I secretly think Julian Assange go out, goes out at night dressed as a woman out of the... Oh, yeah? Room. Yeah, because I've seen him. I've seen pictures of him in drag and he looks like a totally different person. Beautiful. Um, yes, actually. Uh, but the... This uh, James O'Keefe does that. He's had some great stuff. Project Veritas. He just came out with all these hours and hours and hours of CNN hidden audio. And I was all excited because I want to hear because there's all this rumors that that Zucker put the word down from the top that give Trump lots of airtime. So I really wanted to hear that raw footage. He put all this supposedly raw footage up that he hasn't listened to yet. Not believe. Yeah. But then I noticed it was from 2009. <laughs> it was from 2009. Like, you couldn't, that is as far back as you could possibly go to have absolutely no relevant data. Like, any, you know? Yeah. That's the cutoff point. So that is a disappointment. Maybe you'll have to get out there and get us something. That's, I'll do my best. Yeah, do it. All right, so let's get to some calls. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. I'm going to Alan in Atlanta. Hi, Alan. You're on with Monica. Hi there. How are you um, doing? My opinion of this is most of these people who are uh, getting the dollar insurance program are probably people who are generational recipients of government um, handouts. I mean, I actually know people people who are third-generation government handout people. Their family has been on government handouts for three generations. They make a science of it. I mean, my mother always said, like, you can make sure. Like, the guy who called, he was saying he's just just above the threshold of not being eligible for the subsidies, which a normal, like, moral person wouldn't want the subsidies. But when they take every last extra penny you have and in taxes you kind of have to they really it's like the sign of the beast like you have to participate in this awful immoral system however if you don't if you don't think like that you don't realize that you really have to work it to make sure that you maximize what you get and a lot of that is minimizing how much you work or get you know signing up for a certain number of classes or whatever and honestly i think the democratic party should come up with a gang tattoo because, honestly, they're acting like a gang, uh, <laughs> one of the rogue gangs. And, honestly, you know, put the mule on my arm. That way we'll know you're, you're a member of the The pink hat Democratic doesn't do gang. it for you, Alan? Hmm? You don't think the pink hat? Have you seen the pink hat? No, I'm, make it permanent. Get a, something on your skin so, you know, you know who you are. This hat oh, the mark of the daily. beast, bro. <laughs> now we're really getting, <laughs> we're getting all biblical. <laughs> we need to pull uh, out of that. That's, that's I really love your show. I just wish they'd give you one time to... I missed the first half uh, hour because I forgot you were going to be on at three o'clock today. But I really oh, do Alan, love your show. You should thank you so much, and I love that. I know you disagree with me half the time, and that's I absolutely oh, love. Course. I love it when you call. But uh, you can always catch the podcast. Go to Propaganda Daily, Propaganda Report Daily dot com, or Monica Perez Show dot com, and you can always get the podcast. So. You should never have to miss the show. Thank you very much for the call. I'm going to Steve. Steve, you are on with Monica. How are you doing, Steve? Hey, Monica. How are you today? Good. What's happening? Good. Hey, uh, you know, they could get a donkey with a pink hat. Oh, that's coming. Or a pink donkey. I mean, you know, just for the heck of it. Hey, no, I was wondering, um, I saw some news lately about uh, people like Obama and Holder and the heads of the Democratic Party uh, basically trying to put together a super PAC to try to um, oppose and disrupt and everything, um, you know, leaning on the the idea also of getting Trump in, uh, impeached and everything like that, too. So 
I didn't know if you'd heard anything about the factuality of that or. I actually, I, that's a very new development. I noticed as I was kind of going through the news this morning, a picture of Obama as the leader. And it's funny because the last picture I saw of Obama, he was with, I think, Richard Branson, like some billionaire guy, uh, kite surfing and beating him at kite surfing, which can I, I thought was like a, a tell that he had been practicing kite surfing for years because you can't. That's a hard thing to do for Obama to beat this um Bon vivant at that. On a bicycle with a little dingling thing, you know. Yes, his, I think that that Obama he may continue to be the figurehead. Uh, I think that's what he was all along. I think he's very powerful like that. I think he's a face job, as they say in Hollywood, and yeah. that. And I'd be surprised if they don't use him for that. But um, now Eric Holder, I think, is is an, a real operator. But that's what I was saying about these protests is there they the people who are protesting. Yes, of course, the real people. I don't think you have to pay them. I think you can get as many people as you want to show up, especially when you're talking about the part of the population I think would be overrepresented who who um has more free time maybe they yeah. work for the government and the government gives them a pass to go out to the protest that happens they give them a pass to go vote and and educate them about voting on off election day votes you know there's definitely uh, an inherent advantage to the left in this kind of stuff but they're the not going to squander it um sometime back now i'm retired but uh we had um deployment where well, they, they weren't deploying it they were testing the emx missile at uh, Vandenberg Air Force Base, California, and we had um, a group of people that, uh, ha having spoken to a lot of them, because we had to, you know, detain them and keep them off the base and stuff like that. Uh, they they went from one protest to another, and quite literally, they were they come from a nuclear reactor protest up in North California somewhere, and they talking about the ones they'd all been to. And there was a gentleman, and we, we did have this backed up by facts, that uh, had given about $50,000 to house in tents and feed these folks. Yeah, you could call them professional protesters. I don't think you have to write them a check. I think that if you can get yeah. people who are already getting a government check, so they have the time, the government will pay, yeah. and maybe you do tent them or whatever, but this is a small price to pay for yeah. political action. I mean, didn't they say Al Gore gave out... Uh, cigarettes to homeless guys to get on the bus and go vote. I mean, you know, at, at whatever level your money is effective, when you saw James yeah. O'Keefe's, you know, inside videos about how vicious they got, how pre-planned these protests were, how they would actually train people to be yeah, disruptive. I saw some of those. Yeah, so I think that there's, uh, I think it's naive to think that this stuff isn't, exploited for political purposes. The Tea Party was definitely exploited for political purposes. I, I happen to think that it was an, a, a shocking phenomenon that did come from the ground up. I, Ron Paul was considered the intellectual Tea Party, uh, intellectual godfather of the Tea Party. They've called him that many times. And I think that was real American reaction to how our values are not socialist. And so when Newsweek came out and had a cover after Obama's election that said, we're all socialists now, I mean, that will make you get off the couch in a last gasp attempt to save the American experiment. But uh, but even that, I think, got co-opted. I have got lots of 
uh, tweets and comments and more good stuff coming up. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750, WSB. Showers likely Monday with a high forecast of 63 as the work week begins, but that could change. So stay tuned to WSB for weekend weather brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. We're talking about the town hall protests, and they uh, seem to have in their sights keeping Obamacare uh, just as it is. So what do you have to say about that? 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. I'm going to Susan in Smyrna. Hi, Susan. You're on with Monica. Hi. Um, having worked in the healthcare field for the past 30 years, even though I didn't, I don't like everything about Obamacare, one of the things I did like was um, forcing the insurance companies to insure people with pre-existing conditions. I don't know if people realize it, but when those people can't get insurance, they automatically go on to our tax dollar because they have no choice. Yeah, you know what used to bother me? I've traveled internationally a few times around when Obamacare was coming up. I I think I was in Australia and England, and those people have two, or they had at that time, two strong impressions of the United States. One is people get shot every day and that they're left in the gutters— because if they don't have insurance, the hospital doesn't let them in. But the reality, of course, is that any, the medical care comes first. If you don't have enough money to pay for it, yes, it totally came out of the tax dollar anyway. Exactly. So at least with the insurance companies having to insure these people and everybody being forced to pay some type of premium, we're not bearing 100% of the burden. Whereas when these people just go show up and they have no insurance, we're bearing 100% of the, the burden and the insurance companies are only getting the cream of the crop. I, I will say a couple of things. First of all, I don't actually think, I don't think it's right to shift, you know, just from a moral perspective, to shift cost around, oh, well, we might as well get it out of the insurance companies. Now, I think the insurance companies in the end are likely to benefit, however it gets rejiggered or whatever, by the government mandating that people buy a private product, they are going to get a lot more business. Okay, if it's an awful product, it's that loses them money and they are allowed to opt out or go under, it's inevitable that they will benefit or fail. Um, But this is a complicated topic, so let's keep talking about it. After the break, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, uh, or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.